My name is Josh. Oh, we're starting. Okay, I thought <laughs> we're we were starting. doing the clap and start. But yes, clap and Keep start. Keep it in. Keep, Keep it, it in. in. All right. Keep uh, it in. We are on <laughs> season five. Behind the scenes of our best days. My name is John. My name is Arvin. And we are so happy that you guys so are happy. watching. For the eyeballs that are watching, are listening, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we are here in God's country, That's Tulsa, <laughs> Oklahoma, 7700 South Lewis Avenue, right. where miracles happen. <laughs> I do think big, that big, big, yes, miracles. Big, big, big miracles happening. Um, I do think that... Tulsa is a unique place. Absolutely. Like, you know how, like, the map has the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah. Where people get lost? Yeah. I do think <laughs> Tulsa is a place where people feel found. Yeah. But, like, the opposite of the right. Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> they show up here. When they, they show up lost. here, and then they're like, wait, I was trying to get to Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or oh, I was trying to be a fashionista in New York City. Yeah. Or... Um, you know, because here's the here's the great thing. If you guys are unaware, um, that this whole podcast is a behind the scenes look at the ministry of victory. Right. Um, we say this confession at the beginning yeah. of any chapel or service where we say our best days are right in front of us. Right. And a lot of people they want you to know about their best days, but they don't necessarily talk about the behind the scenes, the yeah. struggles, the funny stories, the sad stories. Which is the best part. Which is the best part. The best part of That's anything. what makes your days the best. 100%. Yeah. Is that you, Absolutely. if every day was a best day, it, yeah. it would just be a day. You wouldn't know that it was best. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Yeah, you'd be spoiled. You'd be spoiled. You'd be ruined. Yes. So every single time you have a horrible day, yeah. brush that hair behind your hair <laughs> and be like, girl. That one hair. That one hair. <laughs> you know when it, girls used to get drinks from water fountains and, and they, they would, would put their hair behind their ear? Yeah. And tilt it sideways, or a guy with like long surfer hair puts sure. his hair behind his ear to get a drink from the water yeah. fountain. Yeah, I would do that whenever I didn't have a whole <laughs> lot of ear, hair. I would just it's imagine like you're pulling it to the ear. Anyways, <laughs> I what I'm saying is brush that hair behind your ear and be like, even on my worst days, I know that my best days are in front of me. That's good. So I say all that to say, yeah, that um, Tulsa. Um, so the Ministry of Victory is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And people go, what is Tulsa? Now, I will say it's on the up and up. Yes, we don't have mountains. Yes, we don't have oceans. Yes, we have a river sometimes sure. with the Arkansas River. Depending on the water. Depending situation. on the water level. Yeah. Sometimes it's a sandbar. <laughs> um, the other day I drove past it and I saw, I thought I was seeing a mirage. It was a bulldozer, but it looked like it was in the middle of the water. So I got closer and I realized it is a bulldozer just in the water. <laughs> like it's, There's a bulldozer. He just, just like drove it on there. No problem whatsoever. Well, I think they're trying to build water dams to That's add cool. more water That's into exciting. the river. That way there's more life. Yeah. But the city of Tulsa is unique because you have Bible colleges. Mm -hmm. You have Tulsa Welding mm -hmm. School where if you go to this welding school, you're guaranteed over $70,000 per year. Yeah, like um, it's in, a big profession. Like in Tulsa, for some reason, people will come here from all over yeah. to go to our welding school. Yeah. We also have a pilot school. That's right. The School of Aeronautics, where yeah. people will Spartan. come. Yeah, Spartan School of Aeronautics, yeah. where people will come here to learn how to fly. Right. But all of these schools are about two years. And then, and then the University of Tulsa mm -hmm. has like this, um, the, uh, what, what do you call it? Oil. What am I Petroleum? saying? Petroleum. Petroleum. Engineering. Engineering. Yeah. That's 
top in the country. That's right. And so you have people coming, yeah. you know, to Bible colleges, to Oral Roberts University, yeah. to Victory College, to Spartan School of Aeronautics, to the Tulsa Welding School. Mm. And then we have these massive beauty colleges where people yeah. are learning trade schools, trade schools. Yeah. And so you have all of these people coming to school here. Yeah. And some people stay, mm -hmm. some people are all in for two years That's and then right. they leave. Sure. It's fine. But it is a unique spot. Mm -hmm. And so you meet all of these unique people Absolutely. in landlocked Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, definitely. I even think that we have more different, um, and, and then some people choose to stay. Yeah. We have more different um, like nationalities mm -hmm. than true. even Oklahoma City. Because Oklahoma yeah. City, you just have like suburbs. Yeah. And then OKC. A, a downtown area. Yeah, but yeah. you'll meet people here. Mm -hmm. You go into a grocery store, and there's people from Myanmar yeah. to Burma to Bangladesh mm -hmm. to Ghana. Vietnam, and Angola. Viet yeah, Angola yeah. to Denmark. Yeah. And then uh, Van Buren, Arkansas. Yeah, exactly. Like, in your connect group, you can yeah. have someone that talks like this. That's right. And then someone who is from a, who is from a yeah. tribe, yeah. like a Swahili tribe. Yeah, absolutely. In your connect group. It's just a unique no, place. No, it's a very And here's the thing, spot. is that Tulsa is actually, I can't remember what it is. There, there's a native tongue. Mm -hmm. um American native tongue mm -hmm. where Tulsa means gathering place. Oh, cool. And there's an actual tree in yeah. downtown Tulsa that is gated off. Huh. And it's called the gathering tree. Interesting. And it's a place where all of these different tribes, people from Cherokee to Iroquois mm -hmm. to, um, to, uh, the Sequoia mm -hmm. to the, those tribes would come and they would gather here Yeah. and some would stay, but then they would gather, have powwow and then they would disperse hmm. anyway. So it's just unique that yeah. it, you just meet all different types of people here. Sure. Absolutely. Different walks of life. It's true. Um, so anyway, so it's funny, but today we actually wanted to talk about, and if you are in a ministry, yeah, you are in the business of people. That's right. Okay. So your take of being in Tulsa, you meet all of these unique people or being at victory. Yeah. Cause even at victory, um, the one thing that's unique is that if you sit in a row at mm -hmm. church is mm -hmm. that on the same road, there can be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. There can be a homeless person. Yeah. Uh, again, a person who is, um, you know, they work on a ranch Sure. and then someone who, uh, you know, is, a a multi-million dollar mm -hmm. um, business, you know, person. business sure. person. Sure. Yeah. The business of people. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's interesting where the places in Tulsa and not just Tulsa, there are cities like this across the country, but where you don't have as much of that. You'll go to some places. We've gone places to film and people are shocked by the idea of what happens at Victory. Like the fact yeah. that you're going to meet that many people. I'm one of them. I'm like a kid from Iran who just showed up. And we live in Tulsa. You mean Iraq? That's funny. That's happened. I'm just kidding. No, that's actually happened. I, I, I that want was, you to say that. <laughs> there was a that. guy. I told him I was. It didn't happen at Victory, but I told him I was from Iran. And he said, you mean, he corrected me. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You he know where I'm no from. Idea. You're not he didn't me. No, there were two of them. Uh, it's just fine. But uh, yeah. And then you'll often find yourself. It's so normal here that by the time you're like, like I have a niece and nephew, they're not, neither of them are in double digits of age yet, but they have friends from all over the world just because of the, the place they're growing up at. So it's exciting to watch. I'm one of those people who grew up just kind of like in a Persian community in Tulsa. And then there's like 
Persian stores, Iranian like yeah. grocery places, um, even on our staff now, like uh, I help with our live production team and our two managers are uh, neither of them are white. And it's like fascinating. Jorge is uh, Hispanic and Daniel Kam is uh, Burmese. And so and they're both of their parents came to victory through some type of missionary conduct. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the way that that kind of thing will happen here, oftentimes I hear other people in other cities wishing that that was a reality and they're dreaming about the future. And I'm like, that's interesting because that's so normal where I came from. Yeah. And Tulsa is not like a big city. No, not really. But you throw it, you throw a nickel and you're going to hit five <laughs> different people from different nationalities, no, it's true. different walks of life. Yeah. Anyways. And people think, Oh, Tulsa is super right wing conservative. Drive three miles I down Riverside. I had that experience. Yeah, at <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, there's yeah. yeah, so many different beliefs yeah. and religions. And yeah. even in the buckle of the Bible Belt, yeah. there is still people who are like, yeah. I identify as a camel. No, and we're sure. like, okay. Heck yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> but here's the thing. And this yeah. is what I love about the behind the scenes of working in a church is that you're in the business of people. And mm -hmm. people have different preferences, opinions, and things that they fight for and things they will fight you on. For sure. But when it comes to us, you know, dynamics, I one thing that whenever you are working behind the scenes of a ministry, sometimes we want things easier. And by easier, I mean, can everyone just fit a certain mold? Sure. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially if you are working in a ministry and you're like, mm -hmm. um, like for me, I work in the uh, our service production, live sure. production. And so currently, this is a, a certain thing, is that we do an Eastern Christmas production. We are right now in the middle of um, our pre-production of Easter yeah. 2023. About to film. Yeah, We're getting ready to film, and we do an audition process. And when we cast people, you would think, okay, we've casted these people. Mm. They're going to show up to all rehearsals. Yeah. They're going to give it their all. Right. Right? Yeah. And then people don't. Life happens. Life happens. Yeah, absolutely. The thing, and so, it's, it, you know, and or like yeah. maybe you're working in an organization and you think everyone should be, have the same convictions you have. Sure. You think everyone should, if you're like, well, I don't understand. I show up to work yeah. um, at 20 minutes till, uh -huh. you know, to get situated. Yeah. Or maybe you're like, well, I don't understand why, why it's a big deal. I show up late to work, five yeah. minutes, 10 minutes late to work, but I have to get my coffee. I have to get my things. Yeah. You know, I have to check Instagram first. Yeah. You know, like before I work my day. And all of these people happen to be in your area mm -hmm. and so sometimes you can have all these different types of frustrations sure. and certain things like that yeah but for us recently with easter yeah. one thing that i've had to calm and chill my and chill myself out is that people will commit to something sure. so this is a, a big production that we're yeah. doing yeah 200 people yeah yeah over 200 cast and crew mm -hmm. and then we 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 count and here's the thing is that we work with volunteers we don't mm -hmm. pay people right when people come and see these productions no one is paid except right. for like our our av tech crew right and no one pays to see them either they're free every yeah, time. yeah 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 our productions are free absolutely so outside ministries they're like hey we're going to charge which Sure. You, you should. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that's absolutely. something that God told you to do. Yeah. I pay for shows all the time. I pay for shows. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but as people come, 
we don't charge them. Mm -hmm. Our our conferences, our Christmas, our Easter, our fall film. Pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, it's free. Yeah. And so we see it as an investment into not just our um, culture of our church, sure. um, the artistry of our church, but also into our community. It's like we want to put on something that is very, very, very great. Yeah. That pushes the gospel, that pushes the message of Jesus's death, burial and resurrection. Yeah. And we want to do it for free. And we want you to invite people because Hopefully it's not going to be cringy, mm -hmm. but you're going to go, wow, I was really moved yeah. and I was forced to make a decision at the end to either rededicate my life to Jesus or to surrender something to Jesus. Absolutely. And we want this to happen for free. Right. So when we are casting, yeah. I'm like, okay, I there is times where I will have to calm myself down when someone days before we mm -hmm. have already done rehearsals and we've got their wardrobe, oh, yeah. they go, I'm not going to be able to make it. Yeah. Um, these dates don't work for me. I'm going to have to drop out. Yeah. What do we do? Well, I, <laughs> in the course of several years of doing it, initially, I would panic. Same. I'd freak out. And then over the course of time, you have to, I mean, it really boils down to like uh, one singular issue, which is who is in charge and not of the productions. Yes. I mean, like, there is always, this is embarrassing for me to share, but there is always a God-given grace for people, for mistakes, for flaws, for like every single time that we've been on set. And Ryan Stafford, the director of these things, is a really good example of this. Super good. Every, you could walk up to him and go, hey, the set is gone. There's a hurricane that just happened. We still have to film the scene because we can't like do this again tomorrow. And I only have one leg. Right. And he would go, he'd go, hmm. And he'll figure a solution. He'll he doesn't find freak it. out. He doesn't. Uh, he's well versed in what I'm trying to get better at, which is to like sit back and go, okay, God, is there a grace given, like a God given grace for this moment? Or is it more so that I would really rather I be in control and not need to have that moment with God where I go, please help me to treat people like you would treat them, to react like you would, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That part is such a humbling process that is necessary that if we're honest, that's probably what we're supposed to be doing. Yes. Uh, and why we're in that situation in the first place. So over the course of several years, I've realized like, uh, like this past time, we've had several situations with Easter where that's been the case. And I find myself organically being like, oh, we'll find someone. We'll be OK. Yeah. And we don't have a backup plan. No. Like we don't have a plan B. Right. Like some people are really like our plan was our plan. A, B, C, D was plan A. Right. And so when someone goes a key role yeah. goes, I can no longer do this. Right. I can no longer be involved. And we are now how many days out from filming? Uh, about as we're recording eight. this podcast, yeah. we're eight days away. A week from, from tomorrow, we begin filming, principal filming, and so all of the coordinating you are banking on these volunteers who are taking time off yeah. of work. Oh yeah, like it's a big ask for them. It's too. a big ask. We're asking them to do a lot. Yes, yeah. and it's also like a lot of trust for sure on both and sides. And so, anyways, so the whole thing, we're like, God, <laughs> if you're not in this, this is going to be a dumpster fire. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, anyways, so it's just good because it really <laughs> it, it it puts your heart in check. Yeah. Um, for sure. And, uh, and you're like, okay, if this is going to happen, yeah, it's going to be a miracle. Right. Um. All right, God. 
And so the whole time when you would, I would rather be focusing on, okay, how can we perfect the script and how we, mm-hmm. how can we perfect the acting and, and all of the technical side of things mm-hmm. when, again, let's go back to the whole purpose. We're in the business people. of people. That's right. And I think that's what's so great is that whenever you look at Jesus, he mm-hmm. was in the business of people. That's right. People are messy. Yeah. And so if you're in a leadership role and mm-hmm. you're looking at, okay, we're doing this big project or we're doing this big launch and then you get frustrated at people's behaviors or um, people not having the same convictions as you sure. or you're thinking like people don't care. Right. If you're a leader, your buy-in is always going to be more than anyone else. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the thing that you can control mm-hmm. is your communication. Yeah. Okay. Have I clearly communicated expectations? Right. Cause sometimes I have been guilty of getting upset at someone. Mm. I've, I've, I've gotten upset at someone yeah. because I expected them. I expected, sure. I expected them to be like, well, why didn't you text or call? Yeah. When I'm like, Oh wait, John would do that. Right. But maybe I haven't told them, Hey, if something's going to come up, can you text or call me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right, like, right. Like, I can't right. expect John from other people. That's true. And those of you who are listening, have you ever been upset because you've expected you from other people? That's interesting. Yeah. That's not how I would do it. So why did you do it that way? Yes. <laughs> and I think that, like, people say, oh, well, where communication begins, frustration ends. Yes, but also I think that you can't expect you from other yeah, people. that's true. And so... Um, we did this series many years ago where Pastor Paul did this series on open hands mm-hmm. where anything that God has given you, an idea, a project, sure. a budget, sure, um, a relationship, yeah. is it living with open hands? That's right. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Like for me, I know in being in the business of people, um, we are currently right now when we're recording this podcast, I have... My, I have my calendar. I have a paper calendar on my desk. Yeah. Arvin knows this. And it is highlighted. I have notes. Right. And I'm like, on this day, this is going to happen. On this day, this is going to happen. Yeah. And the only way I'm able to function is if all of those things happen accordingly. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. I got upset at the weather because <laughs> this snowstorm <laughs> threw off my schedule. And I yeah. remember like, I just wanted to go out and kick the snow and be like, darn you, snow, darn you, because <laughs> your neighbors are like, what's happening? What's ha- looking out their window? Yeah, because it threw things off of things that I needed to get done this week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was people who were like, hey, I can't. And I don't know if you guys are like this. You guys probably are more safe if if there is if tribulation is happening sure. and there are locusts devouring people yeah. outside i will still drive that's true if there is an ice storm <laughs> yeah if there is a hurricane i'm yeah. like oh no 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 i wake up at this time i go exercise at this yeah. time i get my coffee at this time yeah. and then people go you know there's a mass murderer on yeah. the loose and i go i don't care i'm still going to yeah. go get my coffee <laughs> like he'll have to wait yeah he'll, he'll have to kill he'll me wait later. in line for his coffee behind <laughs> me <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, I don't care if there's a snowstorm. I will still go about my business. Yeah. And some of you guys are like, that's not safe. Right. Um, so, but <laughs> I will say, I have expected other people to act yeah. like that. 
And people just are like, um, no, I'm not going to drive because it's not yeah. safe. Yeah. And so I have realized I have to live with open hands because we're in the we're in the business of people. That's right. And not everyone has my convictions. No, sure. Absolutely. And uh, anyways. And so there I'm like, OK, we can still get everything done that we need to get done. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? Stay home. Yeah. Be safe. Yeah. Um, work from home if you can. If not, God is in control. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, and when it comes to that, I just think um, it, it is unique. One mm-hmm. thing, but at the end of the day, um, I'm still going to do me. Of course, as you should. Like, for instance, yeah, Victory w- has been around for how many years? 42 now. 42 yeah, years. 42, yeah. There has been ice storms. Yeah. And we have had church. That's right. I remember a Christmas Eve candlelight service yeah. where it was ice out Yeah, and... I think I got it from my dad. So my mom and dad founded Victory. Right. And my dad was like, we're going to church. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. It was ice outside. Mm-hmm. It took us, my parents, their home mm-hmm. is two miles away from Victory. Yeah. It took us 20 minutes to get Incredible. here. And when we got here in our minivan, yeah. you know, with the ladder on the back? Absolutely. Those old school 90s stuff vans. On the top. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we had blinds in our vans. <laughs> do you guys remember the vans with blinds? I do. Yeah. What? Okay, <laughs> we did that. Um, we got here, and my dad prepared his sermon as if there was going to be 5,000 people that showed up. Right. And then he was like, all right, let's make sure that we have music on in the lobby, and let's make sure that we are um, salting the mm-hmm. parking lot. And, you know, and then all these people started calling like worship team. All these people were like, um, we're not coming. We can't come. Yeah. And my dad was like, all right, John, Paul, you guys are going to take up the offering. Nice. I was 16. Yeah. In our, in our auditorium, our auditorium, uh, I'm sorry. It was at, um, it was in the gymnasium. Yeah. Um, we, we, we were meeting in the gymnasium and it still sat around 1800 people. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, you know, with all of the chairs. Yeah. Guys, there was, I want to say like 50 or 60 people that showed up that night. Incredible. But we still had all the chairs set up. <laughs> my mom did every worship song. Incredible. My dad was like, um, yeah. uh, John and Paul, go pass out communion. Yeah. Take up the offering. And uh, and he was just like, and then uh, it, it was like our family. Yeah. We did the candlelight service. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And there was like one or two volunteers that actually showed up. Amazing. And then at the end, my dad was like, all right, now we're going to do an altar call. And another thing, my dad would always do altar calls. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's it's ice outside. It's 20 degrees. Incredible. People would we would probably get canceled today <laughs> on social media. Um, but I remember there was like two or three people that gave their lives to Jesus that mm, night. Wow. And my dad was like this is why we do it. Right. And I'm like, right. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, because we're in the business of people. Yeah. And it made sense. So the business of people, it makes everything frustrating, but it makes everything worth it. That's right. Yeah. And those of you who work behind the scenes, I think you have to step away from your soundboard. You have to step away from your camera. You have to step away from planning yeah. center online. Yeah. Yeah. You have to step away from, the organization and you have to go, ah, people are frustrating, comma, mm-hmm. but people are worth it. That's right. Cause yeah. you're in the business of people. Yeah. You know, uh, 
do you have, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? And, and then I want to talk about yeah. marketing to oh, those sure. types of people. Definitely. I feel like when you have a vision and you want to make it happen, the most convenient, quickest route there, because a lot of people think in, in terms of, I do this a lot, like what's the most efficient way to execute this that's going to save money, that's going to be really, really quick and fast and everything. And that works with uh, numbers. It works with supplies and resources. Like if we're going on a film trip, I know how to quickly get enough food for everybody and do all that stuff. When you factor in people, however, I have learned to stay away from trying to create uh, the same type of person in each in each person. Where you're like, everyone needs to fit I in need the box. I need you all to exactly behave the way that I would. I project myself on and I would make this mistake early on and be like, I just want a standardized approach from everybody so that we're always all on the same page. And it's like, you can be on the same page with everybody, but I, as the leader, have to be willing to find what page they're on first. And I have to go to each person. And so it takes time and it takes energy. And one thing I've learned recently, uh, the more I get involved with our live production and AV and all the experiences we have with volunteers and staff members, the more I realize it's not bad that I really want to be efficient and move quickly with things, but the intention I'd had in the past was incorrect. The intention what was your intention? Was to get stuff done so we can move ahead. And that turns into a Ferris wheel. You don't want to do that. The point behind why God gives people gifts to quickly figure out solutions to problems is so that there is space for people to be themselves. And so I have learned now, like, yeah, get all that stuff figured out, get all the travel plans organized, get everything on the same page with logistics and plans so that when this person's like, hey, I can't be in the production and you or, go, hey, I know you got everyone food, but I have a gluten allergy. That's right. It's right. And, and now it's more so like, well, I did so much work to be efficient that I have enough time to cater and accommodate this. But uh, a, a lesser man would be offended at the fact that, well, is this not enough? And I've done everything I need to. And I deserve to just be alone now. And da, 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 da. when I'm realizing like the reason I have that gift to figure out logistics efficiently and very quickly and cost effectively is then to be able to if someone says, hey, I, I can't do the show. And here's why I'm going through this situation in my life. I don't go thanks a lot and move on because now I have contradicted the overarching vision of this place is that we do this because we're in the business for the of sake people. of people. So there's a chance that we always like you can justify a lot of behavior saying when people see this Easter show in April, they're going to accept Christ. They're going to be encouraged. They're going to be entertained. They're going to be really, really It will minister to people. Then that's great. But did you Arvin neglect a chance to minister to a person now because you're so focused on, hey, I need to make this happen. And what that reveals and exposes is the motivation probably wasn't to minister to people. Mm. It was probably to make yourself feel satisfied with your performance so that you can feel whole. Maybe your identity is intertwined with your performance. That's a problem. Yikes. You got to figure that stuff out. So in the process of observing all the business of business of people will expose your motives. It will force you to wow. like recognize what you're really the going business to. of people will expose your motives. 100% because now it's like, well, 
if this is really about ministering to people in April, well, we're in February and maybe I can spend 35, 40 minutes talking to this person in an appropriate setting and being like, so I understand you're not going to be able to do the show. Tell me what's going on. Uh, is everything okay? Do you have anything that we can help you with? So then the whole point of the show is actually taking place now already. And if you don't do that, if you're not willing to do that, well, I think that's an exit ramp for a person. I think a person like me who says, I want to fulfill God's complete will for my life and I'm willing to pay any cost. These are the intersections where God's like, well, this is the cost. I gave you the gift to be efficient. I gave you the gift of figuring out logistics quickly uh, and to help create these things. Now, with the gifts that you're using, can you utilize your free time that you just worked hard to create? Now is when you're going to sit down with a person. Now get into the weeds of a problem. Now get into like the nuances of why this person in particular shows up late. Did you know that they have a car issue? Did you know that you could easily meet that car issue? You could easily solve that problem and show that person that they're not just a hireling to you. And so the more I look at that kind of stuff, I'm realizing I need to operate at the pace of serving and delighting the people I'm leading. I need to figure I need them to leave the project. And we, this is why we I'm really grateful for this. This is why we have a lot of repeat cast members of people who are in something. They'll be in a show. They'll work so hard for free to be in the show. Mm. And then the next time we go around into auditions, I'm personally like, look, if they take a break, I get it. And they'll be like, I honestly I miss it. And you're like, oh, this is where they find community on the Saturday. It's rehearsals. not about doing a production. No, that is a symptom and byproduct that we absolutely will take seriously and do, but not in a manner that neglects the people that are involved in it. When I first started doing these shows in 2019, I thought this is a group of 200 people who ministers to groups of 200,000. And now I realize, no, it's a group of 15 people who minister to another group of 50, who minister to a group of 150, who then all together minister to a group of ex larger and larger amounts. It's far more incremental and nuanced. And that's why I have found I get a lot more done. I get a lot more out of people when I use my gifts to create space for them. Yeah. So that has been a, uh, a frustrating revelation because it means I have been actually slowing myself down by trying to go so fast. Mm. Because when you go really, really fast like that and people don't feel like you care about them, they will give you the bare minimum only for the sake of, well, I'll keep my commitment. Whereas if you make space for people and you serve and delight them as your volunteers or employees, they will go, well, what are his problems? Let me, and it's not manipulative or Machiavellian. I don't ask for any of this, but I have found employees and volunteers when they understand that like, oh no, I care about you. Like I, I, I know this is a really big church. I know there's thousands of people here, but right now you and I are in the lobby talking. Right now you and I are on the phone talking. Right now you and I are looking at a script talking. So I care about this. I'm going to be completely present for this. They themselves, because they're good, solid people, We'll take initiative and yeah. actually the problem that I would then be trying to fix in two weeks, they're preventing that problem today. Yeah. So it's significantly faster to go at the pace of how can I serve and delight the people I'm leading, volunteers or staff. They will actually solve most of the problems that I would be solving if I were going on my own. That's that's beautiful. Right. I was just thinking as you were talking, it made me think of if you look at 
those of you who are in the organization uh, world, you know, whether it's business or ministry, mm. I think what Arvin was talking about was really good because it you you're reminded of most of the miracles Jesus did. His whole thing was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to build the kingdom. Right. Like, that's what I'm here to do. That's right. I want to build the kingdom. Yeah. He was sent, uh, you know, to die for people's sins. Most of his miracles happened along the way. That's right. Most of your yeah. miracles that you will have, most of your impact that you will have, those of you who are listening and watching, most of your impact that you will have mm-hmm. won't be when this conference is awesome. Sure. When this graphic is done. Right. When when you finally do this film, when you finally do this and release this production, mm-hmm. most of your impact will happen along the way. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that it's just a good reminder to put ourselves in being like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are doing this thing that's coming up. Right. But every person is valuable along the way. Absolutely. And there can be um, E-R-O-I, eternal return eternal investment. on investments. Yeah, that's good. Is that if you look at your E-R-O-I and you and you see that in people, yeah. we're in the business of people. That's right. And so even though they can be the most frustrating, they can be the most rewarding. And I think someone who does a great job of this in the business profession are teachers. Teachers oh my gosh, who yeah. shift, you know, I have one daughter um, who is in, uh, she has an ADHD and mm-hmm. so she takes some, uh, I, not one daughter. I have a daughter. She takes a medication for this ADHD mm-hmm. and her teacher, um, teaches her differently than my, uh, my other two boys in mm-hmm. their classroom. They learn differently. Yeah. And it's so cool to see a teacher, um, and it makes me emotional whenever I talk about it because I'm like, oh, my gosh, this teacher genuinely cares about my daughter's mm. learning wow. and that she enjoys the process of Beautiful. it is that now when my daughter or my boys, whenever they, whenever it's time for homework, mm-hmm. they enjoy doing the work yeah. because they were like, oh, I was excited to learn like this. Mm-hmm. And whenever I'm helping them, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I did not learn like this whenever I was in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I, I just want to give a shout out to all teachers in any profession sure. that put extra effort yeah. into creative ways in doing things. Definitely, You know, I think that, um, you know, and as far as on the practical side, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're, right now we're we're focusing in on marketing in 2023, mm-hmm. specifically yeah. for Victory. Yeah. And um, within marketing, you're looking at uh, you're looking at okay, who are you marketing to? Mm-hmm. Um, so the first the first point of it is awareness, mm-hmm. making your brand awareness is that, okay, who is victory to people? Sure. And for us, one thing that has always been communicated is a place of love, acceptance, and forgiveness. Yeah. So there are some churches, they focus in on leadership, mm-hmm. some focus on connect groups, some mm-hmm. focus on um, worship. Mm. And I think that we can be a place of all of those things. But for us, we want to, uh, in our marketing is, you yeah. belong here. Yeah. Um, so in our brand awareness, so whatever you're marketing for it is like, what do you want people, if you're in the business of people, what do you want people to feel? Mm. So for us, whenever we are marketing our Easter auditions, we literally say, 
we need you. Yeah. We don't say, we need actors, we need dancers, yeah. we need singers. We go, hey, if you act, dance, sing, or if you're interested in the production world, if you do, if you want to do tech or work mm -hmm. behind the scenes, because we view our productions as an out, as an inreach. Mm -hmm. And inreach is the people who call themselves members of victory. Mm -hmm. They can be involved in something in something. So whenever they hear production, they think, Oh, the awareness. First, we do awareness. Mm -hmm. Secondly, we um, they they think of oh, it's a place. It's a production is a family where I can belong. Right. So if you're marketing your church, awareness is getting your branding out mm -hmm. to the people that you're wanting to do it. So billboards do that. Now billboards don't grow your church. Mm -hmm. They just get awareness out. Sure. Now the second point is to consider. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if you are um, if you see a, a car dealership and there's a Buick dealership and you see mm -hmm. ads on Twitter and on Instagram and you're like, oh, a Buick. Yeah. And then, but what's going to, what's going to get you to consider driving a Buick? Hmm. What's going to get you to get you on that car lot? Yeah. You know, and I'm talking about in the church world, but no, I'm, sure. I'm, the allegory is car yeah. dealership yeah, yeah, yeah. is like, we want people to consider coming and test driving victory. Mm -hmm. Right. So within your marketing, it's like, okay, first time guests, mm -hmm. what does your website look like? Yeah. Is your website a for first time guests? Like yeah. schedule your visit here at Victory. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, your service. How often are you are you acknowledging if you're in the business of people, the people in the room, mm -hmm. you know, instead of just giving out information and assuming that people know mm -hmm. the information. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, uh, baptisms are this fireside group is this mm -hmm. if i'm a guest i'm like what is fireside like yeah. what you yeah. know what i mean yeah what are all of these when we go hey vcs and vc and and we're using all these acronyms right if i'm in the business of people yeah i'm not like what what is vcs what right. is vc what yeah. are, but you know you're thinking about uh within our marketing for instance i'm i'm going to use easter one thing that i want to do different this year as we approach easter 2023 is I don't want to promote a production. Mm -hmm. I want to promote our members being like, hey, sit by me. Mm -hmm. So I want, in our marketing, I want to do sit by me this Easter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that way people are connected to a friend right. that attends Victory. That's right. Yeah. As opposed to come see a cool show. Sure, sure. Because people see cool shows. Yeah. In fact, they'll probably see cooler shows than ours. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> um <laughs> But you know what I mean? No, sure. Like, I think in our marketing, I think number one is awareness. Number two is consider. So I want within our marketing this year, and I'm telling you guys this, if this is released before we market, is yeah. that within our marketing, I want it to be, hey, consider sitting by me yeah. at Easter. Yeah. These are the times that you can sit by me at. Right, right. As opposed to come to this cool show. Yeah. And then the final one is evaluate. Evaluate, um, you know, what is the percentage of people that come? Like, we're, we have a check-in thing with our mm -hmm. Victory Kids. And anytime we do a, um, there are events that your church will do, mm -hmm. whether it's a, a big slip and slide or an Easter egg hunt, it would be unique if you looked at those and you were like, okay, is this an awareness event? Mm -hmm. Or is this an event to where people will come again? Mm -hmm. Churches all over the world yeah. do events that is literally an awareness event. Mm -hmm that none of those people that go to the event sure. will come back and become a member. Mm -hmm. But 
I think there are some organizations that think this grows our church when in reality, I think you need to differentiate. Is this an awareness event Mm -hmm. or is this an event that people will be like, oh, I want to become a member here. Yeah. For us, for Easter, Mm -hmm. we want to show people this is the message of Christ in which we preach about every Sunday. Right. And so for us, a production Mm -hmm. is a consider event. Mm -hmm. It is a, hey, we know that you're here and you're sitting next to your friend Mm -hmm. and you experience this message of the gospel Mm -hmm. in a unique way. Mm -hmm. We want you to consider coming back and experiencing a weekend because Pastor Paul preaches in the way Mm -hmm. that you just saw this production related. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then, you know, but we also know if we are to do an Easter egg hunt, that's not going to grow our church. Sure. Like we did the percentage. The only reason I know is that specifically for it may be working for your church if you're at another church. Yeah, let us know. But yeah, let us know. But for us, the Easter egg hunt, we looked <laughs> like like twelve percent returned. Sure. For one week. Yeah. And then the second time it was like down to two percent. Yeah. Out of thousands of people that showed up. Yeah. Because at least in Tulsa, people just go to Easter egg hunts. They're like, they're right. not there to go to your church, right? Right. Which is fine, of course, because we're in the business of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think that the after cave. you do whatever it is that you're marketing, if you're in the business of people, is to evaluate, um, you know, what is the percentage that is returning? Mm-hmm. Right now, um, some of the greatest returns for us has been conference and these productions. And that's why we continue to do them. Awesome. Some people say, why do you do these? And we go, well, it's not just a consider event, but we have our third, our third and final point is we've evaluated mm-hmm. and people have joined. They've enrolled in victory college mm-hmm. because in victory college, you learn some of the things that you might see in a production mm-hmm. or they've enrolled their students. Cause they go, I want my family to grow up in an atmosphere mm-hmm. that pushes the resurrection of Jesus that pushes the spirit of God mm-hmm. that pushes, yeah. um, you know, the, the Holy spirit. And it's not to say that what we do is the right way. Sure. It's the victory way. Yeah. And so some people, whenever they experience it. So anyways, I just want to encourage you guys as uh, whatever is coming up for you mm-hmm. to think about awareness, consider mm-hmm. like to getting people to consider, um, what, what one thing that we have realized, and this is a unique thing, the week after Easter mm-hmm. is actually a low attended weekend. Mm, sure. It's the it's the second weekend after Easter that people return. That's interesting. I don't know if people needed like a break from God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, whoa, that was I a lot of lot. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it is unique. <laughs> and then those of you who are in the behind the scenes of working at a church, I, I want you I, I want to challenge you. This is a practical thing. If you can get people to attend three times Mm. what I've realized it's not first time guests it's third time guests so I want to encourage you to begin welcoming third time guests interesting and from as you communicate communicate to those third time guests yeah communicate to those people because you're in the business of people. So I know we, we covered a lot today because yeah. we went from, you know, uh, the business of people that they can be frustrating, but they can also be worth it. And that whatever yeah. you're doing in any great organization, um, that some of your greatest miracles happen along the way mm-hmm. and that the business of people will always make you question mm-hmm. your, motives. your motives. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Anything else? No, we appreciate you guys watching this episode of Behind the Scenes for your best days. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. We love ya.